There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is an RNZ podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child. I'm Catherine Ryan. And here we draw on my conversations with experts on 9 to Noon to help you navigate family life. With the long, hot summer ahead and teenagers not due back at school for a couple of months, this morning we're looking at a checklist for parents to help navigate the festive season and potential family flashpoints. Auckland couple Peter and Sandra Altman have been involved in the Tough Love organisation for 25 years. Tough Love focuses on providing ongoing support for parents and teenagers going through difficult times. They're well versed in the tensions that can arise between teens and parents and have some ideas for fostering harmony as well as dealing with discord. Very good morning, Peter. Morning, Sandra. Morning, morning, Catherine. Tell me a little about your background with Tough Love. Gosh, 25 years now. Why did you get involved and... You know, well, how we, have things evolved? We got involved like all parents in Tough Love. We had teenagers at the time and uh, had a few little difficulties and we reached out for some support when we realised that could be of value to us and that's usually the turning point for most parents. doesn't necessarily mean you've got huge problems but problems you want to get on top of and that's how we got involved and uh, both of us are still involved now. What's the underlying philosophy or approach? Uh, The underlying philosophy is that parents who have difficulties with their kids need support. It's important to take the step to seek support and then take action that's going to help deal with the issues rather than pussyfoot around. But tough love is not about kicking kids out of home and it is not about physical punishment. It's about trying to find appropriate consequences and guidance that engender respect and love within the family. And the last thing I wanted to say on this is that it's called tough love because it can be tough when things are not going too well to find ways to love your kids rather than turn the other way and disregard them. What are some of the common tension spots for parents and teens even before we get into the Christmas season when we're all in each other's faces sometimes for more than normal? What are, what are typically the frictions that might be experienced at different extremes, right? Probably things that cause parents to feel angry and then react with anger. Uh, teenagers... Uh, have a mind of their own, as they should, as they're developing their way in the world. And what they want to do sometimes causes conflict with parents who think kids should be focusing on or doing other things. That causes parents to become angry. And we have a saying that never make decisions when you're angry. Find ways to deal with your own anger first so you're not trying to problem-solve while you are angry. Because if you do, you're just demonstrating to your kids and role-modelling the fact that getting angry and getting short and uh, uh, developing a temper and so on is a good thing to do when you can't solve the problem. So it's important to settle down. And that's what 
tough love helps parents do. So Sandra, what do you do? Do you just sometimes exit a situation or pause a situation and say, we'll discuss this later? Like what, give me some examples of situations where instead of doing what you want to do and letting them have it, you're making a split-second strategic decision. What might happen? Well, this needs to be practice because most of us are reactive and sadly, we, if we are hurt and we are angry, we react. So it's a vital ingredient to any situation when, when we're put in a, a vulnerable situation and we're angry to step back, Catherine. All those things you mentioned are vital to learn to calm down, to, to exit sometimes physically, sometimes it's more mental. You've got to more or less count your breaths and take some breaths and say, look, I'd like to discuss this and I think we need to have a break from it and we'll come back later. Mm. Easier said than done, isn't it? Much easier. Yeah. That's why it needs practising on a daily basis. When do you come back to it later? When you're calm. Mm. When things are calm, when things have uh, settled down, uh, and then sometimes we can let that go, and uh, sometimes we don't go back. Yet we do, if we are sensible, we go back and say, hey, when when you were yelling at me before, that really hurts me. I really think we need to discuss some other ways that we can manage this. We often hear pick your battles. How does this work in reality, especially when there appear to be a lot of options? Well, parents today are very, very busy. They're often juggling many balls and their children can sometimes be an extra thing that they have to fit into a very busy life. And sometimes I think parents do forget that their task is to be available and that they are role models and to stay focused instead of being distracted. And, of course, we have this digital age now and I'm watching a lot of adults who are constantly on their devices and yet they don't want their children to be. So there's a bit of a conflict of interest there. Sometimes is that pause then actually turning the spotlight on yourself, which, if anything, is even more uncomfortable, and thinking, hang on a minute, are we ending up in this situation frequently because I need to adjust something? It doesn't excuse the behaviour, and it doesn't excuse the need for something to change, but actually you're going to have to do something differently. Yes, it's up this to is, us. Yes, this is the challenge for parents to find ways in which they can change rather than constantly expect their children to change. Uh, parents, of course, and this is a bigger picture, parents, of course, are role modelling for their children how to be good parents. And most parents reflect back to when they were children and they remember how their parents dealt with them. And this is where this hackneyed old phrase of breaking the circle is so important. If things are not going well, <coughs> excuse me, or if things haven't gone well in their own childhood, it's important that parents focus on what they can do that's different and find ways that they can change positively. So, Sandra, when you said you've got a practice, you might actually have to set yourself some homework, get some advice maybe on situations that recur and whether or not you're in fact reacting in a way that's not optimal, right? Yes. Let's yeah. Let's go ahead to the checklist for Christmas because for everybody, whether on their own, in a family, kids at home, extended families getting together, this one can be joyous and peaceful but more often is not what are the particular challenges in that teen parent relationship of this time of year well because the child is is quite joyous to be off 
school, out of school. Wow, we've got freedom now. We can be with our friends. We can use these lime scooters and go wherever we like and enjoy freedom. And, of course, to most parents, it sends a chill up their spine because they know what dangers lurk around the corner. So we are fearful and anxious for our children. And holidays can be quite a a sticky point and a minefield. So endeavouring to keep the relationship going when people are building up to such a busy, festive uh, minefield time is, is, is a stretch. So parents really need to start weighing up their their uh, priorities and thinking that their children do need them, even though the children want to go and hang out with their friends. So as you said earlier, spending time with your teen can be one of the biggest challenges. At this time of year, it can be even more so because they've got time on their hands, right? So do you schedule in? Schedule in some activities? Do you, is it less about scheduling and more just actually being present even when you wish you could just get on with what you've got to get on with? Is that actually a bigger factor? I think it's important that you do get on with whatever you've got to get, a gone, get to get on with, but don't be over-controlling. Uh, when you talk about scheduling, yes, I think it's very important to have that concept in mind, but for the parent not to be to, to become too controlling, because kids usually feel, especially when they're seeking a lot of freedom, that whatever the parents ask them to do, they're just being too controlling and they will fight that. So it is important for parents to ask their kids what they would like to do and when they would like to do it. That doesn't mean you're working towards giving them as much freedom as they would like, but it's giving them the option to have input into the plans that you might be making. Uh, Getting back to Christmas, I think it is very important that kids do understand not just the meaning of Christmas, but people of most cultures and religions around New Zealand will want to spend that time together. And to do that, it's very important to encourage your kids to do that. I would go as far as to say that just ask your kids, look, let's have a great Christmas together, at least on Christmas Day. Let's spend that together. And then ask your kids what they might want to do afterwards. Again, you're not inviting them to do whatever they like, but you're inviting a conversation with a view to scheduling things together. Including their contribution to the preparations, right? They're not necessarily going to be cooking the turkey. They might be. But is this something else that, as you say, there's some principles, even as everyone wants to navigate this, Mm. you know, without too much drama, Mm. there's actually some principles you want to be getting through about what this time of year represents in in family life. And does that mean working out with them, what are you going to do to help, whether it's big or small, time-consuming or not? Sandra? Yes, it's a bargaining and it's helping them to learn negotiation and bargaining skills. So getting their list of what they would think uh, they could do is a very useful thing. And to encourage them, uh, if they aren't that forthcoming, which could well be the case, you've got to help them see that there are a range of things that need to be done and we can all pull in together and help make it a little bit more enjoyable for everyone. Might it become part of the possibly regular negotiation process you have with kids, which is whether it's over screen time or homework time and then your freedom, there's this negotiation as a fact of life, isn't it, with teens who are beginning to become more independent. 
and this just gets added into that. Oh, busy you do time. this, and then I'll do this. Or you mm. don't do this, and I won't do this, <laughs> yes. right? But but again, rather than leaving it to the last minute, is it good to think about it in advance before everyone's fried? Yes, it is. Uh, uh, teenagers, by nature, often make decisions in the last minute, maybe prompted by demands from their friends or what might suddenly appear as a text or on Facebook, so their plans will change very quickly. Parents need to recognise that, but also encourage them to fit in with the family. I think it's important to ask kids what they might want to do and when they might want to do it. Again, it doesn't mean that you're giving them freedom to do whatever they like, whenever they like, but it's part of role modelling the importance of cooperation within the family. And that's one thing the Tough Love organisation encourages very strongly, and that is to work towards cooperation so that we, we stay together as a family. Families that break up lose the ability to cooperate. Uh, so encouraging cooperation and respect is paramount. Christmas Day itself and the events around it, whether it's a Christmas Eve thing or a Boxing Day, do this is when the immediate family might be together. It's where blended families might be splitting time. It's where extended <coughs> families might be getting together and auntie so-and-so and nephew so-and-so are not safe in the same room. <laughs> so you want it to be a happy day. You don't want to be going in there armed to the gills with defensive mechanisms, but are you also wary of where the friction points are and ready with some strategies? Yes, there is such a multitude of family relationships that it is very hard to have one answer that fits all, but to recognise that regrettably many parents do split. The kids don't split from their parents they don't divorce, they still love both parents and and two parents can be in different places in new relationships. So allowing for the challenges that that presents children is very important allowing them to have input in how they wish to schedule their time if it is going between two different parents is important parents need to recognise that while they may have separated and may be at loggerheads with their other or their ex-partner Children are often not in that situation, so allowing them to have some input into the planning is important. People drink too much, or it's too hot, or just they've been sitting on something, stewing on something for a long time. You've sort of just got to prepare for there might be a blow-up mm. or a moment, right? And then try and get the train back on the track. Yes. Yeah, OK. What of beyond Christmas Day and into the holidays, um, which again... I mean, let's forget about the car trip. But again, is this something where that little bit of give and take, including yourself being prepared to listen to what's, OK, we might have to have some time at grandma's here, but can we build in some time here? Like, At what age do they get to have a say and how much of a say in what's going to happen on holiday? Well, I think that we, if we're playing our cards we we will be endeavoring to have done that for quite some time but a lot of the time we we're so busy and we're in such a, uh, we've got to get to to the next place mode that we often want to do it ourselves because we're far more quicker and efficient so we forget that the children need to be brought on board and so we do need to stop and remember what you were saying Catherine I think is to give them some of the driving capacity as well not literally sometimes so it is a give and take and sometimes we do have to remember to stop being the force of 
the drivenness and to allow them to speak up and to have a say in the matter. They may well want some time staying at a mate's place and with a mate's family. You begin to negotiate that as well, right? It's a question of sure, but can you spend some time with us and your sister as well? You are using it almost as another time to begin their independence developing? Yes. In the Tough Love organisation, we tend to deal with parents who have uh, difficult and sometimes very extreme behaviours rather than the just the normal situations that arise within families, the, the situations where there is a dispute and difference between parent and teenager. But where we're dealing with uh, children who do want to run away, leave the house without notice and don't say where they're going, it is important for parents to be cognisant of the anger that arises within while also trying to work out some sort of compromise and negotiation. Parents do, I believe, need to know where their children are, who they're with and when they're going to be home. This precipitates argument with children who think their parents don't need to know. They tell the parents, I'm okay, I can look after myself, not a problem for you. However, the children need to be aware that parents want to know these things because they love them and they care about them and they worry about them. And that's a part of the bargaining tool to say, look, if you're not going to tell me where you are, I will worry. What happens if something goes wrong? I need to be able to contact you. So maintaining uh, contact with, parent, with children when they're out of home is very important. One piece of advice is that don't think that buying expensive presents is going to buy you good behaviour. Exactly. Could, could I add to that or excuse you for not being spending time with your kids, mm. right? Yeah. A very simple thing that parents can do, and I would recommend it to any parent that's listening, write your child a card. A card where you express your feelings and your love. It doesn't need to be too much, but something nice that shows and demonstrates to your child how much you love them and care about them. Another challenge is that the holidays are the time when you're trying to get a holiday, right? You're mm. tired. Especially working parents, um, I, I'm, uh, you know, I imagine uh, you, you need the holiday, but you're still a parent, you know. You are. And, and, and how do you balance those two things, right? How do you, how do you build in some time to get some rest, but equally be there? Well, hard, very hard work, and that's where we are the adults, and we are the ones that do need to role model, and we need to also look after ourselves, recharge our batteries. Uh, use mindfulness techniques to be able to calm ourselves down, to recognise now, as we do with the brain development research that's now done, that young people who may well be adult-sized physically are not capable of concepts that we would like them to be very capable of and that they won't until their mid-twenties. You also mentioned the idea of talking to them about the possibility of getting a job. And the, this is the other challenge of holidays, isn't it? It's all that energy. And I'm bored, and 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 that's that that in itself can lead to the the tension and the friction. Have you seen examples where actually just being away, somewhere organised, somewhere structured, with someone in charge, has been a real release for everybody involved? How do you go about making that happen well? Parents or adults may find it relatively easy to find a job, get a job, and to know what to do from past experience in order to find a job. For teenagers, this may be their first time ever trying to find their way through the maze of what they have to do. 
a parent can encourage a child to write a CV. It doesn't have to be the prescription CV, but just to write down things that they might think they're good at as a means of working towards something the child may feel is within their capability. A parent can ask a child, what do you think you're good at? What would you like to do if you had the freedom of choice? Do you want to earn money? If so, what sort of money might you want to earn? Find out what their interests are. Let them have a go at writing a CV or a job application and then review it with them rather than write it for them. If you do what they could have done, they will never learn how to do it for themselves. You mentioned you often work with families that are going through pretty tough times. Yes. And... Is there availability of your own organisation or others over summer when everyone is pretty much at the end of that tether? We have support groups in Auckland, Waikato and Christchurch. They closed down, some have just finished last night, they closed down until either early January or until the beginning of February. And if parents wish to find out where our groups are, they just go on to our website, toughlove.org.nz, they will find meeting times and some guidance. If parents go to a group, and even if they're separated, it's important that mother and father go together. They need to be on the same page. And they can phone our 0800 number, if they wish, 0800 Tough Love. Ringing someone and talking to someone is going to be a good idea, no matter what, if it really is. Yes. It really is that tough. Thanks very much. Here's hoping it's all a breeze for everybody. And a happy Christmas to you. Thank you for coming in, Peter and Sandra Altman. Thank you, Catherine. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.